2: I walk a straight line, shackle and chain. Oh, Gertie is calling my name. There Tentery Just ask the hillstring Gang Rang
3: Hey, okay, everyone, and welcome to the first edition of our female convict series we refer to as boss bitches. <laughs> and I want to I want to start this episode by saying that's not a derogatory term. That's what these ladies call themselves in prison. Uh, it is our female convict series. It's a companion series of our bloody Angola podcast. We've picked four boss bitches, if you will, to discuss Today. Right, yeah. and y'all, the the boss bitches
2: um, are certainly not all gonna be from Louisiana, right? And,
3: and all over here, there's boss bitches everywhere boss in the country. Bitches everywhere. I got one <laughs> in my house. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the uh, so
2: what you know, we always told you we would give you something different. And these
3: companion series, I love them. Jim's done excellent research. You As know. has it looking, we've also got to credit Leah Marie.
2: Who, oh, Leah Marie Cafirio. Kuf, yeah.
3: yeah. I always want to see Cafirio. Yeah, me too. It's kind of spelled like that, but um,
2: that's a good, strong Cajun deal. And she there, helps us too. With she a helps lot of us a these. lot, Leah. We thank you so much. Yeah, I'm going to start out with probably the softest one, but probably one of the most successful. Boss bitches. <laughs> Yeah. So. Uh, and so, if not, it has to be the most. Right. That, or that's still alive. Yeah. yeah. So she was the boss bitch at her game. Well, she was. So let's talk about it. And you know, y'all have heard of this lady, Martha Stewart. Yeah. If you don't know, you know, Martha Stewart started out as a fashion model. All right. And then she parlayed that into becoming a, a famous TV person and mm. uh, you know, a lifestyle guru. And, in home decorating and cooking. She did it all. She had it going on career wise, right? But unfortunate for Martha, and she got convicted of insider trading, right? So, so and what is insider trading? Uh, that's when you give tips on stocks or something that's going to ha- happen before. That the general public doesn't have the advantage of having, and so you can make a lot of money off of it, whether it's selling or buying or whatever. So somebody told old Martha at one of her dinner parties, hey, guess what? Uh, Our hot GTX stock, we're about to take that shit. (laughs) Buy Amazon. Yeah, buy Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, right? So whatever it may be, um, Martha's a human being, and she wanted to make a little more money, and she did it. And she got busted. Yeah, she <laughs> so got in 2004, she, um, she was convicted on charges specifically, y'all, relating to I'm clone stock trading case. And, and at the end of 2001, I'm clone stock dropped fast when it was, uh, an experimental drug they were using, y'all, failed to get the FDA approval. Mm. But Marth got told by Samuel Waskow, along with his family and friends, that the drug wouldn't get passed by the FDA. Mm. Right. So what do you do? Sell, sell, sell.
3: Yeah, right? and, and, that's sure. a big deal. I mean, if if it's Jim Chapman and he has two shares of stock in there, nobody's yeah, going to notice right. and nobody's going to yeah. care. But Martha Stewart had some cheese,
2: but, and but, right? And he cheddar. <laughs> but if you got a million dollars in, like, and he, he didn't just do it for Martha Stewart; he did it for his family members. Uh, and some other executives, so they all sold, right? Well, that's the, a problem. The you know the inspectors on the stock exchange are like, mm, this shit doesn't look right. You know, the how do you know to get out twenty four hours before we're coming out and saying that it's not approved, right? So she got that tip from her broker, uh, Peter Backenovik. Sure, I'll butcher that name. <laughs> that the price was about to drop, and she sold her stock for, for approximately $230,000 in i clone shares just one day before the FDA announced her decision. Uh, look, y'all, because she knew it's coming, she was able to avoid a loss of $45,000 in her involvement would have never been discovered if the Novik's assistant, Doug Fanu, would not have told investigators. Rat. Rat. right, Running his mouth. And- $45,000, y'all. She, that, it cost a whole lot more than that, including time, right? But she was charged with securities fraud, obstruction of justice, which means she lied to the cops, and conspiracy. She pled not guilty, and she said, hey, you know what? It, it was, it, it was my advisor's job to tell me to sell the shares if, if the stock fell below 60 bucks. But Stewart maintained her innocence the whole time. Guess what? Guilty. And on July 16, 2004, and she was sentenced to five months in prison, five months in confinement, which I mean... I months in Martha Stewart's house. I guess she can <laughs> bake all day. And it's just not like yeah. that's hard prison it's time.
3: I'd I, I go hang out five right. months in her house right. right now. Right. <laughs> Never leave, probably. And, <laughs> right. Can you cook me some of them biscuits? Yeah. But, uh,
2: and and two years probation. So, I mean, that's, you know, boss bitches sometimes get to make decisions like that. Right? Yeah. Um, but she went to prison, and, and when she was sentenced, she wanted to serve her time in either Connecticut or Florida so her elderly mom could visit. And her first choice was FCI Danbury, which is where uh, Piper Kerman served her time before writing her book, *Oranges and You New Black, which everybody knows. TV show. Actually, I watched that shit. Yeah? Because of the prison aspect, and I thought it was pretty cool. Um, Interesting that she could choose her own prison. Well, she didn't. I mean— you try to put that as part of your plea bargain, right? Yeah. I, mean, I don't really think you could, but maybe they cover some. Slack. Maybe Martha, when you're a boss when, bitch, you know, you when might your can. boss bitch might <laughs> can do it right? or get away with it. Yeah, but you, you know, there there were some concerns uh, about Martha serving her time at Danbury could cause a media cluster fuck. I can right, imagine. And, but according to the judge, they also want to make an example out of Martha, so he sends her to serve her time at. FPC Alderson in West Virginia. So, y'all, she served a, her whole five months there. And But you might want to know, what was prison like for Martha, Jim? I would be very interested to know. All right. Stewart had a nickname. Now, we, I can't confirm this, but we, we, Stewart's nickname was rumored to be M. Diddy.
3: Hell, Yeah. M. Diddy boss, in a only house. boss bitches
2: get names like M. Diddy. <laughs> M. Diddy. In twenty seventeen <laughs> that, that prison was a horrifying experience that no one should have to go through. No one should have to go through that kind of indignity, really, except murderers. Yeah. And there are a few other categories, she told Katie Kirk during the interview. But no one should have to go through that. It's a very, very awful thing. Well, After y'all, let me tell you why. <laughs> Cause she, old Martha is now no stranger to visual body cavity searches, right? <laughs> Can you imagine being on the top of your game, being a boss bitch? And what, what they do is, and I, I've done a million of them, not on a boss bitch, but I've done it on guys. <laughs> and so they make you strip down. And if you're a guy, you have to open your mouth, lift your tongue. You have to bend your head forward, running your fingers through your hair, check behind your ears, then you – Visually scan down their body, and you say, "Lift your, lift your sack." And have to lift sack. Make sure they hide anything. You tell them turn around. Lift your left foot. Lift your right foot. Make sure there's nothing in the toes or whatever. Then bend over and spread them. Hmm. So you're looking at anuses. So in M. Diddy's case, they would have been looking at.
3: (laughs) Just showing. Well, I mean,
2: uh, all the guards there know what size her nipples are. <laughs> they know what, if she's a true blonde or not. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and uh, she found that personally offensive. But you know what? You uh, it's prison life. Forty five thousand dollars in Diddy. Yeah. So, but uh, Katie Curry asked her if she learned anything or used her prison experience for any future good, and Stewart said, "Fuck no." <laughs> 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 uh, she said. That you can make lemons out of lemonade? What hurts you makes you stronger? Uh Uh-uh, Diddy said. None of those adages fit at all. It's a horrible experience. Nothing's good about it. Nothing at all.
3: And I can imagine, you know, someone of Martha Stewart's stature, which which y'all, you know, you're talking close to a billionaire. She had a freaking empire. She was selling... Uh, sheets and stuff on QVC by the truckload. This woman was bawling. You hear me right. bawling? You know, one day being in a place where she had no control probably drove her nuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, in forty five thousand dollars for forty five for G's, which is
2: nothing to her. Forty five thousand dollars. You learn about a visual body cavity search. Yeah. So you might want to know what happened, old. Not, I shouldn't say old Martha, but you might want to know what happened to Martha and what she's doing since she got released from prison. I know well, she
3: hangs with some pretty she, popular G's. She parlayed the fuck out of this with
2: uh, <laughs> the, that 45,000. I guess she got it back 100 times, but she got released from prison and she was 78 years old. But she went back and expanded her media empire and planned her comeback. She launched a new talk show. Host of the season of The Apprentice. Hey, he doesn't like The Apprentice. Yeah, Donald Trump. You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. You're fired. You're all fired. And she's released several more cookbooks. And guess who became one of her best friends? I think I know. Nope. Oh, D O no. double G, no, the only master brownie maker. Now I'm sure he got a little shatter and, <laughs> and green leaf in his shit. Oh yeah. But Stewart is. Y'all, like I said, turned out a bunch of more cookbooks and tuned up with Snoop Dogg for Martha and Snoop's potluck dinner party. Yes. I bet those tickets were more than $45,000. <laughs> and although she was barred from acting as the director for her company for five years, she continued to control 50% of the company's stock and 90% of its voting stock. In fact, during her time in the prison, the value of her stock doubled. And About she that. had become a billionaire. B, y'all. With a B. A That's a baller. whole lot of zeros. Oh, yeah. And she'd be, by 2006, she had become a billionaire again. Today, she refers to her stint in jail as nothing more than her horrible legal problem. <laughs> there you
3: go. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart is a true boss. Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> you, uh, you know, respect I, for you, Martha. I, I remember Woody when she first got sentenced, and I could not believe that she was actually going to j- do jail time. I mean, this is a right. woman yeah. who had, you know, you think you can buy your way out of anything if yeah. you got enough money. That's even, kind of proof you can't. Not on
2: federal shit. There's newly made nah. citizen. Well, you know what? They like
3: to use people as been,
2: examples. If it had been somebody else, she, I'm sure she had the best legal defense in the world
3: because uh, she was a billionaire with a B. And <laughs> and so. Oh, I bet months, her attorney got ripped for her right. doing any time. Yeah. What do you mean they're going to do for the I'm five sure they months. came back and,
2: with the, and say, hey. They'll they'll come down to five months. Well, take me, she might have been like, mm, let's take that shit to trial, and they were like, mm, you do that, you might get five years.
3: So yeah, whatever. Well, she would have never had the name M Diddy if she wouldn't have done the time. Diddy, M. and Diddy? now she's rolling with Snoop Dogg. And rolling with Snoop Dogg, making brownies.
2: Hey, so, uh, oh, you want to? I just want to say real quick, uh, Martha. We don't,
3: you know, know you personally or whatever, but. You are a boss bitch. You definitely are. Now, the next up on our list today is Susan Atkins. And let me tell you all about Susan Atkins. Now, she was a convicted murderer and a member of Charles Manson's family. And for those of you that aren't old enough to know about this, Charles Manson, Helter uh, Skelter, Helter Skelter, he was a hippie that basically traveled throughout California and he had this exotic personality to say the least and they back in those days these hippies hung out in communes and he had a little commune in california and uh he was an attractor of females for some reason now this dude looked like a a squirrel or something i mean he was a little short guy crazy eyes and he was a you know the definition of a master manipulator so uh, he, ha- he was surrounded by females, and one of those females that we're going to talk about is Susan Atkins. Uh, she would pretty much do, along with several other females, whatever Charles Manson wanted her to do. And he was very slick in that the way Charles Manson would communicate, he would never tell you, go kill somebody. Right. He would say, you know, he would put it in a way where it would not implicate him. Susan Atkins was one of those members uh, they had a murder in which an actress named Sharon Tate was killed it became she was also pregnant also pregnant and this was huge headlines because of who she was she was also married to a famous director yeah yeah well shit they killed them all but it wasn't like they were
2: down on crackhead boulevard they broke into one of the you know biggest mansions
3: and went in and slaughtered them, slaughtered them, and that was that was the Sharon Tate murder was one of several they committed throughout a right. couple of day time period, uh, and because of the media storm, y'all, this wasn't like it was today. There wasn't cameras on every street corner. Right. They didn't have pictures. One of the famous things that they did in this particular house was they wrote the word pig on the wall in blood. Right. And uh, uh, their victim's blood, not their own, yeah, correct. So they ended up getting uh charged with, with this murder, his family, and and it was never proven that Charles Manson actually took place in the murders, right? But it was definitely proven that he uh facilitated it, he man- did some major manipulation to get yeah. these girls to do what they did.
2: It, it actually, they called the family,
3: yeah, 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 and so. Uh, What was unique about this case was that it was a bunch of females, and this was a pregnant woman. You know, you would not, obviously, you would think females would be cognizant of that and very, uh, you know, they wouldn't go kill them with butcher knives and and And, things like that. It was bad. It was really bad. Unheard of for that time. uh, Totally unheard of. So uh, she was one of five people actually convicted for that murder. Of Sharon Tate, and as well as uh, as some other murders. Now she was in prison for nearly forty years, and never once. This is the interesting thing about Susan Atkins; she never once spoke negatively of Charles Manson, yes. nor did any of the other ladies that were convicted. That's how much power. Right. He had over these these women, and you can go back, y'all. You find this interesting. I know I do. You can go to YouTube, and Charles Manson did many interviews over the years. He was an absolute nut job, mm-hmm. and also I had the swastika tattooed in his forehead. Yeah, he he sure did, and um, he is a probably one of the craziest characters in history that didn't hide from it and in these interviews he makes claims like he's Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and uh, that he's all this love, peace, love and everybody's out to get me and it is a huge example of just total total manipulation yeah, let me, you correct me if I'm
2: wrong because I'm thinking and I, back on this, our old, good old friend Geraldo Herrera yeah. Interviewed him in the press oh, that was and basically what uh, you get out of the whole thing, when Geraldo's trying to ask hard questions, and, and Charles Manson looks him with those piercing blue eyes and is talk, says something to the effect of, I can reach out mm. from here today and have anyone I want to taken care of. He didn't say
3: kill, but. but we knew he, what he, mean. Mean he meant. Right. And so did Geraldo. Oh, right. <laughs> 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 or you're threatening me, or <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's the kind of uh, now, whether he had that power, I don't know. I know he thought more of himself than uh, anybody else thought of him. Uh, But he definitely had, except for Susan Atkins. And he definitely had some sort of thing about him that made people follow him all the way up until his death. One of the most written to individuals ever in prison was Charles Manson. And Atkins is a prime example of someone who kind of never believed he was anything other than jesus christ pretty much in her eyes uh she spent nearly 40 years in prison and went up for parole y'all 18 times and got denied that's that's not surprising considering the the horrific nature of the murders she committed but it's it's uh I would be curious to know if it was not such a high-profile inmate. Right. If nobody one of those eighteen it. times she would have got out, nobody on that pro wanted to be the parole board member who paroled her. Yes, that's right. And I mean, they killed viciously, and including the baby. And look, let me let me tell y'all: if you Google Susan Atkins when she was young, she was absolutely beautiful. Uh, these were not ladies uh, that were anything other than just gorgeous. You would never think these yeah, women would yeah, follow brave, this little flea young, uh, that is Charles yeah. Manson, who had not a pot to piss in or wanted to throw it out. Right. So uh, she eventually passed away in prison in 2009. She was 61 years old, y'all, and she had brain cancer. Um, but her death... Keep in mind, unlike Sharon Tate's, was peaceful. Yeah, right. You know, she she had cancer. At, at some point, they they gave her something for the pain, and she went to sleep. She was brought to hearings a lot of times when she got really bad off with the brain cancer on a gurney, and witnesses said she slept through most of it. Now, yeah. you want to know her last words? Yep. Being right. interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, I did So her last words Before she died Was amen And, 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 and found
2: some Jesus Because if not The hells of fire The fires of hell Burned a little bit brighter When she passed Yeah and like, man, I, I can promise you When Charles Manson died And he's dead now too
3: that fires of hell Burned a little bit brighter. Oh, God Did they ever But uh, anyway Susan Atkins Definitely a boss definitely bitch Definitely a boss bitch hey, head of, of that game
2: For sure Wow, that's crazy Good story all right, so I'm going to tell you about another one. And this one is long and distinguished, okay? Um, Aline <laughs> Yeah, And you may have heard of her. You may not have. But I'm going to tell you a little bit about Aline growing up and, and how she came to be a boss bitch. She was no stranger to the law, right? And she was always in trouble. She got arrested so many times for so many different things, everything from... Attempting to pass four checks at a bank in Key West. And then she was arrested in Miami, charged with car theft and a resistant arrest and obstruction of justice uh, for providing uh, an, an ID with her aunt's name on and out her own. It just goes, list goes on and on. Uh, she's accused of pulling a gun on another guy and demanding $200. That's just part of, of her criminal past. But in 1986, um, the thirty-year-old Warnos met a lady named Tyria Moore, who was a hotel maid, Jim, mm. at, at a Daytona Beach gay bar called the Zodiac. Right, so they they strike up a relationship, they hook up, they move in together. And Warnos supported them. Can you guess how? She she prostitution right because she wasn't working. Burger king, no right. So yeah. she stock and show. supported them with her earnings as a prostitute. All right. And on July fourth, nineteen eighty seven, they Beach of police detained tame and Moore at a bar for question regarding an incident in which they were accused of assault and battery with a beer bottle, continuing that Aggressive career. Nature. Right, yeah. leading up to being a boss bitch. Then um on March twelfth, nineteen eighty-eight, Warnos accused a Daytona Beach bus driver of assault, and she claimed that he pushed her off the bus following a, an argument they had. Warnos continues to go on, y'all, and she did all kinds of shit. The the but the one thing that makes her a boss bitch, but not in a great way, is how she progressed her criminal career. And at some point, Warnos decided. Mm, not going to do assault anymore. She was prostituting and would pick up men, and
3: at some point, she began to kill them. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash bloodyangola and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com slash Angola.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
2: to have not only a female killer, but Warnos would become probably America's most notorious female serial killer. Now, a serial killer, y'all, is someone who kills one or more people separate of each each other, not like a mass shooting or something, but one or more people separate of each other uh, for different reasons. She killed seven men in a period of 12 months, and all the men were driving down the interstate in between the ages of 40 and 65. Well, she's walking down the interstate. She's prostituting. She, they pull over and pick her up and well, get a little strange before they go home to mama. I don't know. Uh, but she alleged, at least in the beginning, that these men tried to rape her. That's her defense. But the first one was Richard Charles Mallory. He was 51 years old and an electronic store's owner in Clearwater, Florida, y'all. Um, at the date of the murder, and Morris claimed that Mallory beat, raped, and sodomized her after he drove her to a abandoned area for sexual services. So maybe there was some truth to this, Jim, because it became known later on that Mallory had previously been convicted for attempted rape in Maryland.
3: And uh, and and you know, it's important to note that I don't doubt that. Right. Um, look, she was in a high-risk lifestyle, yep. and um, you, you kind of – that's part of that lifestyle, not that it excuses it, but you know that risk going in that there's a possible uh, risk there with getting right. raped by John, I guess, in this right. case. Right. Um, Might not be a happy – But answer. I had heard that, that, but now she's got a taste
2: for it. Well, and uh, in, in a couple of days later, um, a Volusia County deputy found Mallory's abandoned vehicle – But it was after that, y'all, that they found his body several miles away in a wooded area. He had been shot several times, and two bullets to the left lung were found to have been cause of death. But I'm going to list the rest of these victims. David Andrew Spears, he was 47 and a construction worker. He went missing on May 19, 1990. And on June 1, 1990, his naked body was found along U.S. Route 19 in Florida. He had been shot six times by 22. Killed him good. Why I one shot seven? Because it was a revolver, (laughs) and and it only had six rounds. (laughs) Then you go to, yeah, killed him good, uh, um, Mike (laughs) Argavino, Killed killed him good and thorough. Then there's Charles Edmund Karskodan, who is 40 years old and a part-time rodeo worker in – that he was murdered on May thirty first, nineteen ninety, and on June sixth, nineteen ninety nine, his body was found. He had been shot nine times with a twenty two caliber weapon, and the body had been wrapped in an electric blanket. And was badly decomposing when You can imagine in the heat in Florida, wrapped in an electric blanket not like the blanket was plugged in, y'all. Yeah, but just being wrapped in a blanket would accelerate the a decon process. But witnesses had seen Mornos in possession of Carcassonne's car, and Mornos had also pawned a gun that belonged to the victim. All right. So, the next one Peter Abram Seams, who is age 65 was a retired merchant seaman. June 1990, he went missing, and on July 4th, 1990, his car was found. And Moore and Warnos were seen abandoned in the car. Now, remember, Moore is, is Warnos' gay lover. Uh, uh, they were seen abandoned in the car, and Warnos' palm print was found on the interior door handle. His body was never found. Never found. That's crazy. All right, so Troy Eugene Buris, get this, age 50, was a sausage salesman right, I'm going to leave that one alone. (laughs) On July 31st, 1990, he was reported missing, and then they found him on August 4th, 1990. Uh, His body was found in a wooded area, and he had been shot twice. And last but not least, Charles Richard Dick Humphreys, age 56, who is a U.S. Air Force major, former state child abuse investigator, and former chief of police. Evidently, he picked her up, and she Former killed him. Chief of police, right? And she killed him on September eleventh, nineteen ninety. And on September twelfth, they found his body. He was fully clothed and had been shot seven times in the head and torso. His car was also later found. I'm sorry, y'all. One more: Walter Gino Antonio, age sixty two, a truck trucker, a security guard, and this is another theme. A reserve police officer. She likes and, the caps. Yeah, I know. On November 19,
3: 1990. Or they nine, like her. Ninth,
2: <laughs> right? 1990, uh, his nearly naked body was found near a remote logging road. He had been shot four times. Then five, di- five days later, his car was found. All right, y'all. So I'm going to sum it up for you. The uh, Warnos got busted. They busted her at a bar called The Last Resort. Which was,
3: uh, isn't that uh, kind of, uh, ironic? Yeah, the last, as Alanis runs, Morissette yeah, would say,
2: yeah. <laughs> isn't that ironic, right? Yeah. Um, so when they found y'all, what well, on July 4th, 1990, uh, Warner, some more had abandoned Sims' car. Uh, um, Rhonda Bailey, who witnessed the accident, provided police with a description of the two women, and they police put it out in the news and stuff like they do. And they had also found, like I told you earlier, some of the victims' belongings in pawn shops. And Warner's fingerprints that were found on the receipt at one of the pawn shops matched the print that was left in Sim's car. Wernus had a criminal record in Florida and samples were prints from the database. We get that. So, long story short, they arrested her for an outstanding warrant at a biker bar, last resort biker bar in they located more the next day, and more. Mm, care called Warner's the boss bitch because she had more. Was her girl right? Yeah. That but was girl. the cops talked more into getting a conversation, recording it out of Warner's, mm-hmm. and under police guidance. Sounds like a sounds like a Woody Everton tactic right? to Yeah, me. I definitely would have done it <laughs> yeah, uh, under police guidance. She called Warnos a bunch of times, y'all, pleading for her help to clear her name because she knew they were looking at the, these murders. So three days later, on January 16, 1991, Warnos confessed to the murders. She claimed the men, of course, she tried to claim the men to try to rape her, and she killed him in self-defense. Well, that really didn't fly. And she went on trial, for the murder of at least one of them. Um, Prosecution was allowed to introduce evidence related to her other crimes to show a pattern of illegal activity. But Warners got convicted, and she was put on death row. And you know what? In the weeks before execution, Warners gave a series of interviews and talked about being taken away to meet God and Jesus and angels and whatever is beyond the beyond. In her final interview, she said... She changed her mind again and said that she was being tortured and her head was being crushed by sonic pressure. She was trying really to appear heard. insane. What, what the fuck, right? Um, she turned to one of the reporters, taking the interview, and said, You sabotage my ass. society, in the cops and the system. A rape woman got executed and was used for books and movies and shit. That's what the boss bitch said. Mm. Her final words
3: any I got to guess this.
2: All right. Her final words on camera were Thanks a lot, society, for railroading my ass. The Warner's execution was by lethal injection on October the 2002. She declined her last meal. Right. Go back and check out Bloody Angola's mm-hmm. last, last meals. meals. So, which. Could have been anything under 20 bucks. It used to be 40 back in the day. The yeah, original, yeah. And opted for a cup of coffee instead. Her last words were I bet you can't get this. Yes, I would like to say I'm selling with the rock and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus. <laughs> right? Boss <False> bitch. <laughs> she was only the second woman in Florida Jesus. and the 10th in the United States in America to be executed since they restored the death penalty in
3: 1976. Let's talk about this for a second. Because yeah, yeah. I got some comment. So, first of all, y'all, and Woody has already said this, is ser- female serial killers are ultra rare. Very very, very, very rare. And for a guy like me, who is absolutely, that is my crime. That's what I dig into, is the mind of serial killers. It's absolutely intriguing to me. When I heard about this case initially, I'm like, "Holy shit!" First of all, this is a female serial killer. Right. I need to learn all about her and what caused her to do this. And it, and I was just engrossed in that. And they've made uh, you know several movies What's on the this on Netflix. Academy
2: Award for it, um, yeah, Charlene yes, yeah. Theron. Yes, Char-
3: Theron. Char- Theron, Charlene yeah. Theron, who is uh, you know, uh, false something unbelievably beautiful. And I'm like. And look, Eileen was not an attractive woman. And so had,
2: Charlene had to gain all kinds of weight.
3: Oh yeah, stuff, yeah. Like, I'm like, there's no way she can make her look she like she really did. She, she did, did, did a Academy of women winning performance. Right. So we got one more for you, yeah, and this one uh, is is upsetting. It's it. This girl's just absolutely awful. Um, her name is Brenda Spencer, and Brenda Spencer. If her name don't ring a bell. After I'm done telling you this story, it's going to ring a bell from now on. Now she was a incarcerated murderer who, in 1979, committed a school shooting. Oh shit! That's yeah, boy, cool. well, that shit was you know, Columbine or anything. Right? right. It was. A, it was a ultra rare event. Thank, thank God. To this day, they're they're not common and. Uh, although they do take place back then, it was even less common. Uh, but in 1979, she killed a principal and a custodian and eight children and a, uh, injured an Unbelievable. officer. Yeah.
2: Unbelievable.
3: Um, now, here is the interesting thing. She was 16 years old during this incident. She uh, lived in a house across the street from the school that the shooting was committed and uh, eventually was convicted of that shooting. Now I'm going to tell you about the shooting itself on the Monday, uh, on, on the morning of Monday, January 29th, 1979 Spencer began shooting from her house, which she lived across the street at children and was waiting on the principal of that school to open the gates. Uh, the principal was basically in the front office having his last cup of coffee with a sixth grade teacher, and they heard what they described as firecrackers going off what? outside. Pop, it's, pop, pop. That's crazy. Is you how expect, he described it in yeah, court. You don't expect it to
2: be gunfire,
3: right? Right. In in the seventies. So what does he do? He thinks the kids setting off firecrackers. He runs out the front door, and uh, the sixth grade teacher runs out the side door to investigate that. Uh, basically as soon as he runs out, he falls backwards in some bushes. He can't figure out why he looks down and he's been shot, Whoa. sees blood. Yeah. So shock factor. yeah, shock factor. He, he basically got back up and he grabbed a co- you know, some kids that were around him, kind of hurting them together, brought them in his office hero. hero and, uh, shouted to the secretary, call the police, you know, someone's shooting out there. He rushed back outside after that, tried to get some more children, uh, and then he sees one that had been shot and fell on the ground, and he hears more shots ringing out. Right. Pop, pop, pop. Now, this is not an automatic weapon. Right. This is a 16-year-old kid right. shooting with a weapon she's ha- she is having to reload. Now, children are panicking, Uh you know, you see custodians running everywhere, other teachers, and so he starts to scream out, hey, "Somebody shooting, everybody get down, That the ones that didn't know, and basically gets shot again. Man. So, uh... This kid is just un, uh, unloading, 16-year-old kid, a female with that. Unload. That's the first time I've ever heard of a female right. being involved right. in a school shooting. Shit, I think it's the first school shooting I ever heard of. But yeah. not only is she unloading, she's reloading. Unloading, Revolver. reloading, and when it was all over, uh, she had fired 36 shots. That's a lot. Six times six. She had to reload six times. Yeah, and a 16-year-old, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after the killings, you know, the police interviewed her. She showed very little remorse and basically tried to place the blame on drugs and her life circumstances. She didn't have the greatest life, and she, uh, like all people do right. that commit heinous crimes like this, the first thing they want to do is blame everybody else Right. instead right. of just taking responsibility. A lot of
2: people have horrible lives that don't do school shootings.
3: That's right. So, um she eventually was tried as an adult and pled guilty to two counts of murder and assault with a deadly weapon. She murdered more than that, but that's right. all they then were. Put it down. Yeah. So, she was sentenced to 25 life, and in prison she was diagnosed as an epileptic. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Um really? so she gets medication in prison for epilepsy and depression which she suffers under. Now, in 1993, she became eligible for parole and uh, she's unsuccessfully gotten have. parole after four board hearings. Yeah, I would today. Have to say. And nobody wants to let that child killer and adult killer and everything else out. Right. And so, even at her first parole board hearing, she did it again. She tried to blame drugs and alcohol on the reason that she Every, did this. Everybody and, but me. Yeah, Drugs and alcohol didn't pull the trigger. That's right. 36 times. She said her father beat and sexually abused her, and it was all these reasons that she killed eight kids that had absolutely nothing to do with that. I mean, she just shot her
2: father 36 times.
3: 100%. So just an absolutely disgusting uh, case of, uh, I don't even want to call her a boss bitch. She's just a bitch. bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just a a horrible human being. With uh Ditch period. She's still locked down, right? She's still locked down as of August uh, of 2022. She's still behind bars, bar yeah. and she still is today. She ain't, yeah. she's still 25 there. 25
2: years of life, y'all. That, um, that just means after 25, she's eligible, eligible
3: for parole. Doesn't that mean means she she's gets it. Get it. Yeah. You and don't, you don't kill like that and get parole. Bingo. Right. School shoot. Let me tell you, if you're a school shooter and you kill people, you, and deservedly so, Will never get out of prison in all Shit, likelihood. You should be, uh, that's just like the family. It's members disgusting.
2: Have and yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that this chick didn't have social media and all the news coverage that we have today because otherwise Columbine probably would have got done it a lot sooner. Oh, yeah. But, you know, whichever one started first. That it seems all these other assholes are just copycat wannabes. And I totally agree with the fact that they quit saying their names after the first initial arrest interview, they don't they'll just say the shooter. Yeah. Because you don't want to give any
3: kind of credence to these assholes. No. Not at all. So that was her. Her story may not have heard about her, but you, you've heard now. You heard now, and uh, so that's all we're going to give you today on the on the boss bitches. Now, um, some of these episodes in this companion series will be single episodes where it's uh it may be one particular con- uh, female convict that we're covering because we want to cover the whole history. And it's really interesting, and some of them we might talk about four or five. Right,
2: all right. Hey, hey, one thing. It's gonna be
3: is different every time. That's right. And and one thing with Bloody Angola that we really like about these companion series is it doesn't limit us to just Angola, right. which has tons, tons of history of and is yeah. and is its own show. But you know, there's female convicts out there right. that got right. some pretty crazy all,
2: stories too. I'll relate it to prisons ultimately and uh and prisoners. The uh I it blows me away. It blows the me away line. too. And but i you, i i have I enjoyed this yeah, episode. I, I did too. We hope y'all enjoyed it. And Patreon members, we love you. We thank you for your support. We love all our listeners, no doubt about that. Our numbers are great, fire. Um, thank you so much, Patreon. you you're subscribing, and we hope you're enjoying your benefits.
3: Yeah, we do. We really appreciate all you Patreon members. And something to keep in mind, these these companion episodes that we do, you can also get those commercial-free if you are a tie-down. I believe it's tie-down or above. Right. You can go to Patreon, and it'll show you the benefits. Just look for uh, the tier that says... Uh, companion episodes included, and that will really come. And in those are commercials That for will for really you. come into play when we get some fucking commercials. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, we have some. We're just not voicing them ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So you get all the uh the there. commercial free, where you don't they hear all them. those automatic commercials that you may hear in the. <laughs> yeah, it's very good actually. Uh, <laughs> Mike, you hear yeah. that? Um so, boom.
2: The but hey, again, if you can't be with one, uh, we understand that. We thank you anyway for liking and sharing. Please leave us um, a review. It help us helps on the Apple, iTunes, and charts, all that stuff. All that algorithms. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> and we appreciate y'all so much. The
3: um, talk about the live
2: uh, oh, crew bash. Hey, you know what? Fourth annual crew bash, real life, real crime crew bash is um, February third and fourth downtown Baton Rouge. The Friday night is a VIP event. If you just wanted to get a VIP event, there's there is a ticket on Eventbrite just for that. If you want to have purchase the VIP package, which is for Friday night and Saturday night, but it's Friday night it's it's going to be exclusive. It's a small amount of people. We're going to hold some um, live auction raffles for Lopa, and we're going to get turned. And I'm going to sign pictures and take autographs, and then we're going to, we're going to drink together, right? And don't forget your lever. We're going to do it. Yeah. Right. But the, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and lay it out on, on boss bitches. First episode. First, every VIP member that comes Friday night first drinks on me. Boo! On, on real life. Real crying. Now okay. that being said, Saturday night, the VIP package also, uh, will get you in Saturday night an hour before everybody else. So you can get to, close to the stage or tables, wherever you want to sit or what have you. And then, but if you just want to come Saturday night, that's fine too. Um, it's going to be at the Basin downtown Baton Rouge, and the doors open around seven. I think they'll open at seven for everybody for the regular ticket purchasers. And I'm going to take the stage and do Sex, Drugs, and Murder, uh, a crowd interactive podcast, uh, drinking podcast. Y'all know this is adults only. It's going to be raunchy and nasty, but it's, you know, going to be. Entertaining. And then when I, when I get done, the world famous Chase Tyler Band, two time Louisiana mu- Music Hall of Fame—that's Hall right, Hall of Fame inductee—is going to rock the house like a, he has every year, and it's going to be fire. And so, but we're raffling off a bunch of prizes again for Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. Please go get your tickets. It's, I don't. It, thirty to fifty thousand dollars worth of prizes, including Jim Chapman and uh, local leaders of podcasts have donated, uh commercials and stuff. It, it go tons back and listen. Of,
3: tons of yeah. awesome stuff. Yeah. You yeah. got it, 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 everything yeah. from haircuts to, oh, yeah, yeah. to hunting a hundred
2: Apple Barbership uh, shop and McLaure White Tail Adventures. We got fish some firearms and from, yeah. from Rich and uh, fishing trips from Captain DeBall. and and I know, I can't list them all, but the they we dropped an episode on that. Uh, go get your tickets, please. It's, the proceeds go to LOPA. It saves lives. They're a nonprofit and it's $15 for one ticket or you can get a book of 10. For a hundred
3: dollars, we yeah. hope to see y'all there. And you're doing, your you look whether you win or not win. The yeah, the point there way. is you're doing yeah. some good right, for for a beautiful organization. Hey,
2: you use it as tax write off. Come by yep. a million dollars worth and use. Yeah. From <laughs> we use got, got any tax million,
3: dollar you got a million dollar donated? <laughs> <I>? Martha Stewart, Martha <laughs> Stewart. pitches. Yeah,
2: I'm sorry I said that about nipples, Martha. <laughs> 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 the uh, but yeah, I'm, hey, you know what? That is a very real deal. She had to be visual cavity search.
3: I'm Jim Chapman and I'm Woody Overton. Your host of Bloody Angola. All bitches. We'll see you next time. Peace! Peace.
2: read just ask the hill string guy Right